Now I got some sound. Well, welcome this morning. Hallelujah to our YouTube telecast and our podcast at the same time. Uh, I'm going to be doing teaching this. I don't know if I get through the whole thing today. Uh, maybe another part two next week. I want to deal with a stronghold or strong man that you're seeing in the nation. This is not a new message. Uh, one of my friends, a pastor, apostle down in Florida, in Miramar, Florida, wrote a book on the spirit of Belial. And uh, uh, I ministered this in 2010, nine years ago. It's a prophetic uh, word about this spirit, and we're seeing a complete manifestation of this spirit over America, in the church, and everywhere else. So, as I said, I'm, I'm going to deal with a stronghold and principalities I'm dealing with today. So, watch your back, put your armor on, be looking out this week, because you know the enemy likes to try to bring backlash and attacks. Because as I broadcast this, this is going on around the world, and, and he's the prince of the power of the air. So we're going to deal with the principalities and power. This strong man, uh, this spirit, is one of the fallen angels like Lucifer. He was one of the angels that fell, and uh, as you, you'll learn today, uh, he's over a lot of stuff. Uh, he's over Jezebel. He works with Jezebel very well. And you can see this spirit uh, in America, in our, in our House of Representatives, you're seeing it play out on the TV right now against the president. Uh, you're seeing it play out uh, He's with the pedophiles and arresting pedophiles all over the earth. He's part of that. He's a strong man over it. So we're going to deal with this. Father, I thank you this morning for this word. I thank you, Lord, that as we spend the ministry of this word, that souls will be set free around the world, that those that watch this video will be the bondages and chains and cords and fetters will be broken off their lives that the God of this world has blinded their minds. At least they believe the glorious truth of your word. So, Father, I ask you to set the captives free this morning in Jesus' name. We're going to start off with Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 16. I want to, I want to, we're going to start there. I got the scripture up there. If you can't see it, I mean, if you don't have your Bible, I got scripture for you, so you can't say you didn't see the word. Revelation 3, 14 says... And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. The faithful, true witness, the beginning of a creation of God. I know thy works, that thou neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. If the spirits of wickedness are anguish able to distinguish the true fire of a congregation and have them enter to a state of, if you come into a state of conformity and stagnation, then there's no longer, he will no longer waste time attacking the church because he has reached, the church has reached a level of indifference. We've seen a lot of indifference in the last five, ten years uh, that the LBG community has been boastful and loud and, and attacking us and we've just been quiet and meek and, and not saying anything. But somebody's got to rise up and say enough is enough. God said if the church becomes lukewarm, he would vomit them out of his mouth. He said, I want you to either be hotter for me or at least be cold for me. If, if you're cold, you know you're cold. But if you be hot or cold, don't be lukewarm. You know, one foot in the church, one foot out of the church. If you're going to serve God, serve God. You're going to serve the devil, serve the devil until you get through, tired of the devil beating you up. Then come serve God. But don't be jumping in and out of God. God said, you're lukewarm. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Amen. Now, the name Belial is, is, it means 
without value, profit. It does not accept spirituality. This spirit does not accept spirituality. It is nothing but pure materialism and without feeling of matter. The word without value means, comes from the word baliao, baliao. Bali means without, yao means to profit. So without profit, so without no value. This, it means this despicable, a shallow person. Submer it means to submerge like shield or hail. It also means the one who swallows. So he's talking about a spirit that rules hell, swallows, submerges, puts people in bondage. He's also translated as Belhor, Baal, Elal, Belar, Beli, the name of a demon of the Old Testament. Baal, Baal, Yam, Y-A-M, the Lord of the sea or the, or, or, or the human multitude. So he's a lord over the human multitude of people. He's also identified as Samuel, Samuel, the angel of anarchy. How many of the TV show Anarchist? They, uh, what they call anarchy is a TV show that's about anarchy. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Bible, the motorcycle gang, they're dealing drugs and all kind of crazy stuff. And he is a ruler of this world, the father of idolatrous nations. So this is another strong spirit like uh, uh, Lucifer, like Satan. He's also an angel that fell. He's without yoke, without being yoked up. God said he sent the children of Israel yoked together, yoked up together. He, uh, this spirit doesn't want you to be yoked up to any church. He don't want you to be hooked up in any, any spirituality, any connection with God, any kind of way. So out of Belial comes the word Children of Belial. Children of Belial. So we're going to look at the children of Belial. Those who do evil. Jesus said, pray that the Lord delivers us from evil in the end times. Those that do evil. Wicked men. A very bad person. So when you talk about somebody called Belial, it means they're perverse or crooked, morally crooked, wild, wicked, foul. So the word Belial comes from the Hebrew word that means without a master. Now we know Jezebel means the same thing, right? She who's without a master, husband. So he, he works with Jezebel. He who does not have a master, he symbolizes independence. I don't need nobody. I can do it myself. He symbolizes auto-efficiency. Personal fulfillment, everything you look in the, in the book, rack down, self this, self-help, you're your own God, you can do your own thing, you, you, you can do this. Uh, Oprah's on TV saying there's more than one, one way to God and, and you can be your own God and all this kind of crazy stuff. That is the spirit that, that influences people to say this stupid thing. It's all about me. I want to get my, get me, I don't care about you, whatever I can do to get over on you, I'm going to get over on you, yeah. whatever I can steal from you, I'm going to steal from you, if I can trick you, if I can con you, whatever I can do, that is my own fulfillment, I don't have anything about to do with anybody else. This spirit is a symbolism of the New Age movement, the New Age movement, because it's based on exaltation of me, 
What about me? I don't want this baby. I want to kill this baby. I want to abort this baby. I don't have time for baby because I'm on my way up the corporate ladder and I don't have time to be pregnant. I don't have time to take care of children. So I want to have the right to kill this baby. It's about me. That's why family planning has the spirit over. The family planning is a branch of human selfishness. It's about yourself because it seeks its own pleasure. So it so it must not sacrifice itself, but sacrifice others. This is a spirit that's over our Planned Parenthood. This is a spirit that's over America, over materialism. Bile, Belial is the cardinal side of man. If you take God out of the picture, we all be shooting at each other, stabbing each other, and fighting each other. The Holy Spirit was to pick it out the earth right now. You're talking about wars and, and wars and neighborhood wars. You already got gang wars and stuff. But if the Holy Spirit was taken out of the way, as, as he did the one time they, he, took, they, he stepped out of the way in California and they had the riots in California, the Holy Spirit just left the city and, and they just went crazy. He's linked up with unrestricted bestiality pleasure. The impulses of the ego. In a continual live stimulation, I gotta have pornography. I gotta have something to stimulate me. I gotta have rock shows. I gotta have smoke and mirrors and and all this kind of stuff. And, and give me my marijuana. Don't tell me I can't smoke it. Amen. Let me have my dope. Give me my opioids. I don't want to have anything to do with anybody. It's all about me and my self pleasure. Self. The lies leak to anything and everything lustful. People don't realize that drugs. Is a lust spirit behind it. Mm -hmm. Opioids, marijuana, crack, cocaine, alcohol. Alcohol is a lust spirit behind it. Lust drives. Love gives. But lust pushes a person. And once you get hooked on it, it pushes you to seek another fix. Seek another thing. Belows with lasciviousness. Rebellion. Insensitive. Libertine. Without law, corrupt, uncontrolled, sensuous, and impure. It's talking about, how many know the, what they say, Antifa? The group Antifa, they, they, they comes in, and, 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 uh, and every time they have a picket or something, they, they, uh, they want to start fights, they dress in black, and they show up and they start little riots in these little cities in Utah and, and, and uh, George Soros is behind all of these things. Every time there's a, there's, there's a, a thing about Planned Parenthood or there's an there's a, there's a, a opposition, they're an opposition force. They're wicked. They're evil. Belial is considered the source of seduction. Seduction. Impurity. Perverse, very bad. Some of the commentaries, he's the king of hell. Belial is the king of hell. So in the name of Jesus, we break the power of anarchy. We break the power of lust. We break the power of wickedness. We break the power of the uplifting and the selfishness. Father, we bind these spirits in the heavenlies in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every insensitive spirit be broken and be gone now in Jesus' name over our nation. Every rebellious spirit, you are bound in the name of Jesus. Every depraved spirit that's been operating in our city, every day that's depraved, where they're snatching our children and grabbing them in the malls and grabbing them for, for sexual abuse and sexual uh, rituals and 
and, and sex trade, that spirit, we break the, pan, the power of the spirit that's over family planning. Belial, the strong man, we bind you with chains and fetters dipped in the blood of Jesus. We send angels against your strongholds over this city and we command you in the name of Jesus to loose your hold over our villages, over our cities, over our uh, subdivisions in the name of Jesus. We bind that spirit. Now Belial, he, before the rebellion in heaven, he, he belongeth to the order of virtues and archangels. Revelation mentions Belial as the beast. The beast. In early Christian writings, Belial was identified as the, as, first as the angel of confusion and lust. The angel of confusion and lust. Jesus called him the father of lies. The father of lies. Look at 2 Corinthians. Uh, he's over lust and seduction. Uh, he's the king and the beast of hell. Uh, he, he comes out of hell. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Listen to this. He said, for God, for the God of this world has blinded the unbeliever's mind that they should not discern the truth. Preventing them from seeing illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and the likeness of God. The people are not against uh, uh, God more so than they are against Christians. There's an attack on the Christians. We don't want you to talk about your God. We don't want to hear about your God. We don't want to have anything to do with your God. You Christians are the ones that are causing all the problems in the earth. Yeah. That spirit has controlled the minds of people so strongly that you can't even, you turn on mainstream news, all of it's lies. They're finding out that we've been fed a bunch of lies in, in, on the TV. And so our minds have been blinded, but we break the binders this morning. Father, I pray that every mind in, the, in America will be broken, that, that that thing on mainstream news, the, 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 the CB, ABC and NBC and, and, and MSN and all those stupid programs, these lying uh, reporters making up stuff, making up lies, not telling the truth. We ask you to remove Belial from these, these uh, organizations in Jesus' name. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 and 15 says this. He said, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not make mismated alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them. I don't know how plainly can God put it to the believer that you're not supposed to be with an unbeliever. I don't care how many kids you got. You're unequally yoked. And when you're unequally yoked, the enemy has power over you. Inconsistent with your faith. For what, listen to it, for what partnership have right living and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? So you hook it up as a believer, you believe in God, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't chew and hang with those who do, but you want to get yoked up with Mary, get yoked up with somebody that's doing all those things. He said, why would you want to get yoked up in that? They'll pull you into the pit with them. Or how can light have fellowship with darkness? One of us is in darkness and one of us is in light. It's not going to work. What, listen, Jesus said, what harmony can there be between Christ and Belial, the devil? 
So first thing you need to ask, and all of us were involved in this one time or another. We weren't saved. We weren't we were hooked up with somebody that wasn't saved and whatever. And, and, and a, lot of, a lot of women, single women, have had children with these, with these men and stuff. And there's always a fight. There's always an argument. There's always strife. There's always contention. And you keep saying, why can't we get along? Well, what does light to do with darkness? The spirit of darkness is in one person, and the spirit of light is in you, and there's always going to be a clashing. There's going to be a clashing because the, the darkness is speak, thinking one way, and the light is thinking according to the word of God, and there's a clashing that's coming together. So the spirit of Allah wants to keep us yoked with unbelievers. That is, that is uh, I, I, I don't, I, even in my family, I've got siblings and, and nieces and nephews that have had children out of wedlock and, and, and they're trying to figure out why their life is messed up, jacked up. And then the parents are running around trying to save them, you know, running behind your kid with the pooper scooper, trying to keep them out of trouble, trying to keep them out of jail, trying to do, and you all stressed out and wore out trying to run behind a child that is under a curse. You got to bring them out of that curse. I had a nep one of my nephews came up to there uh, yesterday, Friday. Uh, he, he said, Uncle, can I talk to you? He said, can you pray for me? I'm standing back as a cigarette smoke was so, <laughs> so strong. On and I said, I said, do you go to church? He said, I go once in a while with Grandma. And uh, I said, where you go? Crusaders. <laughs> and he said, then I'll go to an African church. I said, I'm going to pray for you. But this Sunday, you're going to go get your butt up on the altar at Crusaders because my name is there. <clears throat> My, my name, my anointing helped lay the foundation of that ministry. So you go get on that altar and you go get you some prayer and let them cast the devil out of you. You're walking under the curse. Everybody else around the house praising God and you standing there smoking cigarettes. You need to get in line with everybody else and let God bless you because God can't bless you while you're outside of the covenant. <laughs> I don't care if they're your own children. So what agreement is there between the, verse 16, what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, even as God said, I will dwell in them and among them and will walk in them and with and among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. I always say, you know, I used to smoke, I smoked for 20 something years. I used to say, and the Lord said, would you stay in a house that was on fire? Full of smoke? Yeah. Nope. Well, the Holy Ghost ain't going to stay in no house full of smoke. So you need to get rid of the smoking. So, I, so he said, verse 7, so come out from among unbelievers. Either you're a believer or you're not a believer. You, gotta be, you, you can't be wishy-washy with God. And separate, sever yourselves, sever yourselves from them, says the Lord. Touch not any unclean thing, then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. So you got to sever. You can't go back to the same neighborhood. You can't go back to the same drinking buddies and the smoking buddies and the, and the partying people. You got to sever them. You got to cut off those relationships. And God said, I'll receive you. Now, let's look on how to deal with Belial. 2 Samuel 23, verse 3. Then God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, when one rules over men righteously, ruling in the fear of God, he dawns on them like a morning light. When the sun rises on a cloudless morning, when the tender grass springs out of the earth through clear shining after the rain. So God says, if you walk righteously before me, 
When you get up in the morning, it's going to be like a bright light shining on you. I'm going to shine on you. Verse 5 says, truly does not my house stand, so would God. So here's David saying this. For he has made me an everlasting covenant, ordered it in things, and sure. For he will not cause to prosper all my help and my desire. For will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? So when I'm standing with God in righteousness and I'm serving him in righteousness, he's going to shine on me. He's going to give me prosperity. He's going to give me my heart's desire. He's going to give me good things. I've ordered my way. I'm in the covenant. So I had no problem. Verse 6 says, he said, but the wicked, godless, worthless lives are all like thorns to be thrust away because they cannot be taken with a hand. But man who touches them arms himself with an iron and a shaft of a spear and they utterly consume with fire on the spot. There are certain people that are just wicked. There are certain people that just, they're like thorns. They are meant to be thrust away. When you, when you have a garden, you, don't, you can't go in and pick up a bunch of thistles out of your garden with your bare hand. You better have some gloves on, or even with gloves on, they'll stick through the, through the gloves. You got to have a, a shovel or, or, or a stick or something because you can't take it. And he said, now the spirit of a liar is like that. You can't deal with people like that. He said, you need a stick. Or burn them up or pray the fire of God down on them to consume these spirits that are in people's lives. Let the fire of God burn them up. The fire of God dissolve them. So I command the fire of God to burn up every spirit of Belial. You, we're not going to even play with you. You're going to be burned up leave these people's lives in the name of Jesus. Nobody can handle thorns. Genesis 3 verse 17 says, and Adam said, because you have listened to Belial or, 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 or been... Let Belial seduce your wife and give heed to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded, saying, You shall not eat of it. The ground is under curse because of you. In sorrow and toil shall you eat of the fruits all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth for you. You shall eat the plants of the field. So he said, You're going to get thorns, you're going to have to work. I used to work on a farm, and I know every time you put a garden out there, you had to go out there, and man, them thistles come up. You got to get them quick because they just, it's like, uh, some people are like uh, dandelions. That's what I like in Bay Isle people too. You have to pull up a dandelion. And the root breaks off when you try to get it up. If you don't dig down to get a dandelion root out, it'll grow right back up again. Your grass will be just as yellow as it was last week until you pull. You got to go down and dig it out with a stick or with a spear, or with something to get it out. The people like that, you got to deal with them. Ezekiel 2, verse 6 says, And you, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words. For through briars and thorns are all around you, you dwell and sit among scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed of their looks, for they are rebellious house. So, the opposite of light is darkness. Clean is unclean. Evil or good. Truth or falsehood. Satan always wants to mix black and white, pure with unpure, holy with the profane. Jesus gave a message through the church, through the word of God. 
through revelations and visions of John in, in the church of Thyatira, he exhorts it. He said, do not tolerate that woman Jezebel he, who teaches and seduces the servants of God to fornicate. Did you see your, 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 your Jezebel on TV the other day eulogizing Elijah Cummings? And she had the nerve to say he was our Elijah. <laughs> Jezebel. <laughs> I said, you Jezebel, you spirit, calling the president and his wife Ahab and Jezebel. Now that's her, that's her title and she can keep it. Amen. The word tolerate is the Hebrew word E-A-O. E-A-O. It means to permit not to restrain, to allow, to yield. Tolerance among believers that supposedly live in truth are allowing wickedness to act in them, and this makes them trespass the line marked by God. Anyone who tolerates sin places themselves in a dangerous place because they have transgressed the line of God has marked. The mix the truth with lies and with the action of confusion. I shared years ago, back in 19, probably around 1990, uh, I, I was ministering. Uh, they invited me to minister at the church on Heinemann off 30. What's the name of that church? It's, a, it's right off of 30 here. It's a little church. You back off, you turn on Hyman. It's a little church back there. And I was ministering, and I had a prophetic word on one of the ladies in there, and she called herself being saved and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the Lord said, you're wicked. Because you allow your son to sell drugs out of your house and you, you allow him to do it because you can get the money from him. But yet you call yourself saved. You don't restrain your children. You don't restrain them or, or you tolerate and let them do what they want to do just so you can survive. Not trusting the Lord, he is Jehovah Jireh, her provider. But the drug money was provided. She was, she was getting the drug money from her own children. The Bible says in Matthew 6, verse, it says the, that the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is single, your whole body is full. But if the eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. Therefore, the light that is in thee be darkness. How great is that darkness? As I said, when you minister to people, look them in the eyes. Most people that have sin in their eyes or sin in their life would not look a Christian in their eyes. Because the light in my eyes shines in their eyes, and I can see them little beady, beady eyes, little demons in there. <laughs> Try one time, next time you do it, look in the eyes real good. You'll see little red dots in the eyes. Those are demons looking at you. That's why they hold their head down. They don't want to look at you. I had to say, look at me, look at me. <laughs> no, look at me, devil. No, I don't want to look at you. The light is too bright. See, in the spirit realm, they see, all they see is fire and light. And the devil don't want to look at that fire and light. So you got to do it. Satan attacks churches that are in full, that are in revival, full power with miracle signs and wonders. Then this spirit comes and attacks the church. It attacks uh, uh, the believer. The first thing Belial will hear, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you 17 things that Belial will affect churches with. The first thing Belial tr tries to do is paralyze corporate prayer. You ever notice how hard it is for people to come to prayer? You get 
four, five, six, but you don't get everybody. Here's the signs of direct attack from Belial. Leaders closest to the pastor begin to change the way they act. Two, a general contagious discouragement will begin to arise. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, I'm discouraged. Oh, we haven't seen the breakthrough yet. Oh, I've been waiting on it. Oh, God said it. What what is God going to do it? Oh, uh, your pastor just lying to you. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. Number three, there will be confusion in the people's minds and misunderstanding. As I said, as you pastors, if you're a pastor out there, you know what I'm talking about. The spirit of they runs rampant in the church. Well, they said, you know, no, they said, well, they, who are they? Well, I don't know, but they said it. <laughs> that spirit of they, if you ever try to track down the spirit of they in the church, you will never find it. Because they ain't going to give no names. And when people don't give names because they said something, they said something, so that they means that they're it. gossip. They're, st- they're spreading gossip. Or they said, who said it? I-, I can't tell you, Pastor. Well, you're a gossip then. <laughs> they told me not to tell. Well, then you should know they're gossip now. Because Jesus said there's nothing, nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. You don't have a secret in the house of God against the pastor? Well, I'll talk to you after church. Mm-hmm. For malicious gossips will begin to break out, harming new believers. I've seen that. New believers get come in and they get on fire for God and then these old mean old ugly saint come over to them and discourage them. Those who are not yet firm in their beliefs. See, when people get sad, you got to give them a chance to grow a little bit. When, when you have a baby, you don't start spanking the baby and when six months old, you got to let the baby grow. At least let them grow to two. They learn how to say no quick now. They come out talking no. Amen? <laughs> Be eight months. Soon the first say, mom, my dad. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even say mama, dad, and no. You say no. I won't stop. Mine. They learn those words. Five problems will begin to grow in mass proportion amongst the worship team. When Belial attacks the worship team, I've seen that. I had to shut my worship team down several times over the years because they started. Oh, he didn't let me sing, and I was supposed to lead, and I I didn't get my solo in, and all kind of crazy stuff. Go sit down. Number six, there will be division in the intercession group. Well, she always praying. I don't get a chance to pray. Always praying. She take all the prayers and say all the prayers, and, and, and I don't get a chance to pray. Give me five minutes to pray, and she prayed for a half hour. You'd be surprised. Resentment and bickering begins along the leaders. Number uh, eight, during prayer service, perhaps only a tenth of the people will assist. Oh, when I had an altar call, folks be putting the Bible in the bag, putting the coat on. Pastor, you do the work. I ain't going to help you pray for nobody. And I call somebody, oh, shoot, he didn't call me. I don't I see y'all be manifesting over there. Talking about I need prayer myself. You want me to go pray for somebody? That's when you get your breakthrough. I, that's what the learning truth. I spent t- all, t- all every service. We'd have 30, 40 people on the altar. I'm praying for 30, 40 people on the altar. And I'm saying, Lord, I need deliverance myself. And I'm on my way back from Chicago, driving all the way back to Aurora. And I'm over there, manifest, getting my deliverance on the way back home. God would deliver me because I delivered them. Jesus said, I didn't come to be ministered to. I came to minister to them. 
So you have to have the same idea. He'll get you free if you, if you ask him. Uh, number nine, when Bilal comes against you, believers become ill. Start getting all kinds of attacks of sickness and infirmity. Number 10, car accidents may occur. That's why I say be watchful. Number 11, there can be constant financial difficulty. Oh, we familiar with that one. My Lord, the devil don't never stop attacking the finances in this church. Say, Lord, what are you doing? I'm going to get this thing out of here. Sometimes sleepiness, number 12, sleepiness, heaviness can be felt during the service. Now, you just slept 12 hours, and then you come in here. Nine. I'm not that boring. You only been in 10 minutes. <laughs> you going to sleep. Folk be nodding. I remember when a long time ago, I used to make them stand up. Y'all stand up. Now you can sit back down. Because they be going to sleep. Folks be falling off sleep. And the devil be stealing the word from them. See, the heaviness comes on to stop you from hearing the word of God. So when you, when you start feeling that, you know that's either Belial or the spirit of Leviathan that put you to sleep. Leviathan and Belial are spirits that block you learning and, 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 and retaining the information that is given. Uh, this spirit of Belial, Leviathan, is a spirit that will block you. you know, how many ever study for a test and when you start taking a test, like it was foreign to you, like your, your brain just locked up? That's Leviathan. That's uh, 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 the mind control spirits that will block you. You know the stuff. And then after you just sit there and struggle and you got your pen there and you just hemmed and hauled and then time's up and you ain't did nothing on your paper your paper's still. And then when the teacher come and collect the paper, all of a sudden, all the information starts flowing out. I knew that. I knew that. The teacher said, didn't you know that? Yes, yeah, this, 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 this. The spirit would block you. Uh, Thirteen, eternal, internal ministry will quickly break apart drastically that would dissolve without remedy. Fourteen, the pastor will see problems as being immense and insolvable. This will frustrate him and make him feel insecure and want to leave his work in the ministry. The spirit attacks a pastor so bad. You see pastors quit every week. He's causing them to quit. Sheep don't love me. I preach, preach, preach. They don't give. They don't appreciate what I do. What I, uh, pastor retires or pastor, uh, uh, nobody calls them. Nobody checks on them. Nobody sees about them. That spirit gets on you. But see, as I said, if you're going to be a pastor, you got to learn the scripture. David said, my heart is fixed on the courts of the Lord. I had to make up in my mind, ain't nothing going to stop me from finishing my course. I don't care what devil comes my way. I am not going to, I'm going to complete my course. He's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into your mansion. Amen. I'm going to say, where that? Because that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm not quitting. I don't have no quit in me. It's not in my DNA. It's not in my anointing. Ain't no quit in this apostle here. So if I lay hands on you, ain't no quit in you either. You're going to win. You're going to overcome just like everybody else. Amen. You will be strong in the things of God. Amen. There's no quit in me. That's not part of my DNA. It's just, I just don't quit. I ain't going to quit. I don't care how bad it gets. I'm not going to quit. Amen. I'm not going to be your Job's wife. Curse God and die. No, <laughs> not me. The spirit of rebellion will manifest within the youth. We see that in a church. All of a sudden, the children grow up in the church. Next thing you know, when they get 15, 16, they don't have nothing to do with God. Marriages will begin to be attacked. 
You can attack the, if you, if you destroy the family or the marriages in the church, you destroy the nation. That's why the spirit of Allah was attacking the, the marriages. That's why they, he's trying to pervert it. In other words, now the transgenders want to have babies. or I don't know what, they, what, they're, what they're crying about. <laughs> it's just crazy. They want to adopt their children now. Well, why even bother adopting if you don't want to have any children? Why even go through the whole process? Just get married and have children. Well, we don't want because we're man and man. Well, you can't have no kids. We don't want you to have them. <laughs> you messed up. Now we got another generation that messed up. And two men cannot transfer God's covenant. The covenant goes from father to son, not son to son. You got to have a father in the, in the thing, in the mix. And God does not honor that covenant of man to man. He honors the covenant of father to son. To help the nation. Help us, Lord. How do you fight this spirit? How do you deal with Belial? Also, the, uh, 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 it, the, the, the Belial means contaminate. Contagious. The, 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 the spirits contag are, are contagious. My uh, uh, grandson had his review, and uh, uh, he got the same review from every teacher. Because he's not going to Christian school, he's going to public school now. He started off, oh, nicest boy, he's the smartest one, but now he's with the wrong company, wrong influence. He's late for class because they're talking in the hallway and stuff. You know, uh, that's what you, if you don't have a foundation, then that, that influence will come against your children. Oh, he gets A's and B's because it's easy for him. So he gets bored easy. And he gets lackadaisical. That spirit comes on him and makes him lackadaisical and not focus on what they're supposed to do. So it, he, he, he and his little, 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 little pride, they had the basketball tryouts and you know, he thought he was the star. He was going to skate through and, and he didn't really put any effort in the first day. You know, he can hit everybody else missing free throws, he hitting them. He didn't put any effort in the second day because he thought they only had about 12 guys for the team. On the third day, they had 19 people show up. They had all the ones from the last semester show up. And he tried out, and they dropped him. <laughs> I said, that's a good lesson for you to learn. Good lesson for you to learn. You thought that you were all that in the bag of chips, and they saw your attitude, your laziness, and they saw it. You picked up that attitude from your friends, and your friends got on the team, and you didn't get on the team. But the teacher said they're going to ask the coach to give him another tryout. But all the teachers said the same thing, the same thing. So Belial will influence your children, and it, they get around the wrong atmosphere, the wrong people, it will contaminate and cause them to be contagious. The, 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 the lie and perversion, he perverts authority. He perverts authority. In 1 Kings 21, verse 9, we know the story. Nabal, I mean, uh, Ahab was sitting in there, and he, got, he was looking out the window, and he saw Nabal's vineyard right next to his property and he he wanted the property i want you to see something here about about the whole situation how belial worked on that thing it wasn't it wasn't that he didn't offer him the, the right thing i'm going to read it, verse 1 of chapter 21 and it came to pass these days that Naboth, the Jezreelite had a vineyard that was in Jezreel, hard by the palace, Ahab, the king of Samaria. 
Ahab spoke to Naboth and said, Give me the vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs. I don't know what kind of herbs, marijuana, whatever he was growing. Because it was near my house. Because it was near my house. And I will give you, here, I will give you better. A better vineyard for it. Or, if it seemed good to you, I'll give you the worth of the money. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to take it from you. I'm going to pay whatever you want to be paid. Neighbor said, Ahab, the Lord forbid it. The Lord forbid it me that I should give my, the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Ahab came to his house heavy, displeased because the word of the Lord, the word neighbor of the Jezreel had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers and laid him down on the bed and turned his face and would not eat bread. This man says there's no way. This is from generation to generation to generation blessing that's for my family. I don't care if it is close to your house. This is our property, and I'm not supposed to give it away. This is my covenant with God. It's our family covenant with God, and I'm never supposed to sell this piece of property. That's right. But Abraham wanted that property. He said, I'll pay for it. I'll give you, I'll give you more than what it's worth. I, I got a better vineyard for you. He said, no, I'm going to stay in the covenant with God. See, the devil will come and offer you some stuff. He will offer you a good price. He will offer you something that sounds good. But you got to say, Lord, is this right? Should I let it go? Or should I stay? I'm standing in the covenant with God. I'm not going to let this go. Even on a job. I've had job offers. I remember one time they offered me a job. I was supervisor over the uh, supply, over the uh, um, parts room. I was supervising a production line. And I was supervisor over quality control. In the manufacturing plant. And they came up and offered me uh, the foreman's job. But they said, you got to do your jobs, what you're doing now, and the foreman's job. I said, take this job and stick it. <laughs> I said, why are you going to treat me? You know, I, 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 got the, I put out the bridge card there. Why me, a black man? I got to do all this, but if it's a white guy, y'all going to promote, y'all just make him form and, and, and hire somebody else, but you're going to make me do all this. I wouldn't complain to the Lord. I said, Lord, look what they're doing to me. <laughs> My boss came in and said, well, you, got, you, you, you know, everybody's watching you. Because I'm the only black thing up in there. <laughs> in the whole corporate office, I mean, 200 employees, I'm the only one. It's all the eyes and vice presidents and everybody's watching you. This is back in the 70s now. And, uh, I, and I said, and, and my supervisor manager said, you got to do twice as much as everybody else. Yeah. And I complained to the Lord. I said, Lord, this is not right. This is not fair. Did you hear what they said to me? How dare they say to me? And you know what the Lord told me? He said, do it. You'll be twice as smart. And I would. <laughs> do it. You'll be twice as smart. You'll know more, way more than what they know. But the spirit comes and they offer you. And, and when I turned the job down, two weeks later, they laid off the foreman and the manager, the new foreman. And the company went down and closed. Don't mess with God's people. You can't mess with us. Leave us alone. Devils. So, so Jezebel 
wrote letters. She said, she said verse 21 says, and Jezebel said, well, I'll, I'll take care of her husband. I'll, I'll take care of your problem. I'll take care of your issues. I'll take care of it. Don't you do anything wrong. Let mama handle it. Mama know how to do. Put this thing back in. Lose power. There, there. So she told him, I'll take care. So what she did, she, used, she, she usurped his authority, wrote letters, and what she said, verse 8 says, so she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed it with his seal, sent them to the elders and nobles of Naboth in the city. And the letter said, proclaim a fast, set Naboth high among the people, and set two men of Belial, two sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme the king and God and king, and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. Same spirit. Trump, you quit cold, cold. You told that man that he had to, had to investigate Biden, so we got you, and we're going to lie against you, and we're going to do everything. That's the spirit of a lie. Oh, we've got a witness. Then they found out the witness didn't have nothing. Oh, we got a second witness. And found out that witness didn't have. Oh, we got a third witness, and he ain't got nothing either. That's the spirit of Belial is hiring people, Jezebel control, to manipulate, to try to get this man out of office. Because, uh, so y'all heard this morning, he got bit, uh, Al Baghdad, whatever his name, uh, Baghdad, the, the head of ISIS was killed last night. So they finally got him. So Trump was on TV this morning, you know, making this victory lap. We got that dog. He was begging for his life. <laughs> but the spirit of Belial is a spirit over our nation. They're, they're, they're lying. Just, the, the, the Republicans did it six years when Obama was in. Remember, the Republicans, they wouldn't vote on anything. They wouldn't pass anything. They sat on it. They wouldn't pass any law. Now the Democrats are control. They're sitting on it. They won't pass any laws. They won't do anything to help people. Uh, Social Security, uh, helping in health care. They ain't doing nothing. They just, it's just a, a spirit of confusion over the nation that is destroying the nation or trying to destroy the nation. Because I, I, I speak it, and I'm going to continue to speak it. If that Jezebel would have got in, most people right now would have the mark of the beast. I guarantee you, you would be having a chip somewhere in your hand, on your forehead, or some kind of mark. Because the whole plan was to destroy America. They had set it up. It all was set up to get rid of the military, to make everything obsolete. All our weapons, all our things was obsolete. He said, I'm not, I, uh, he fired all the generals, all the colonels, all the, all the war mongers. Obama fired all of them. He just came in and fired all of them. So we were, would have been vulnerable for any kind of attack. What were we going to fight with? We had no weapons, no, no nothing. It was a whole plan. The UN was supposed to come in. Here it is, the UN was supposed to come in and take over uh, uh, in America. Now we got a president that took away UN's money, and now that they, they, I think today or tomorrow they're out of money, they can't pay anybody. Because America's been supporting the whole world. All these nations never gave in to the UN. America's pulled all the money in. So they had the big salaries, they hired people, and it, now they can't even pay anybody. Got shifting. Remember when I said when there's, a, when there's a shift or transition or an apostolic shift in a nation, it begins to affect the finances of the nation. When, when, when Paul started preaching, uh, uh, he, everywhere he went, it affected the finances of the. When Jesus came in, it affected the He came in and turned over the money changers' table. Yeah. 
They got mad at him. How oh, you mess up our money? They got mad at Paul. What do you mean we can't, we can't even sell our statues to Diana anymore? You're dealing with our dollar. We, you're taking away our, 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 our livelihood. Amen. They said the, the ones that had a union, they all came together and they wanted to kill Paul. They had to lower Paul down in the window because he was preaching against that. See, unions have been around for a long time. Long time. And you see it in Chicago, that spirit of rebellion rising up out of, out of the teachers. That spirit is strong. So they, they elected a, a, somebody that's liberal now. She ain't no Democrat. And, and the Democrats are attacking her. Even the Democrats are attacking the lady. Seeing all these presidential candidates come in. Oh, we're with the city of Chicago. You rebellious? You got perversion now? Same-sex marriages now? You you'd open up marijuana now? Oh, you're a good place to be. <laughs> we don't want Trump to come into our city. Why? Because he'll change our laws where we can't be perverted. We'll change our laws where we can't smoke our marijuana. I opened up a window the other day, and, and man, you can smell the way in the alley. You can smell water on all of us. Close the window. My Josiah said, that's a skunk. I said, no, I know marijuana. <laughs> I know marijuana. Trust me, I know marijuana. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bile is also connected to idolatry. He's over idolatry. How many minutes I got? Okay, okay. Deuteronomy 13, verse 13. Certain men, the children of Belial, are going out from among you and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go serve other gods. Let's have a gay parade. For you have not known them. Then thou shalt inquire, make a search, and ask diligently, and behold, if it be true, and the thing certain, that such an abomination is wrought among you, thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly, and all that is there within, and the cattle thereof with the edge of the sword. God said if you go into, if you go into idolatry and people get in idolatry, kill them off. Because if you don't, it's going to spread, be contagious throughout all Israel. He said, deal with them swiftly. Don't, if they send these wicked men of Belial, say, come on, let's go worship this God, and let's go worship this, and let's have abortion clinic, let's go to Chemosh and abort the babies, and let's do this with all the other idols and nations' idols, let's follow them. He said, destroy them. In the spirit realm, this is what the spirit looks like. Perversion. Belial, sons of Belial. They are demons in people. Demon spirits in people. That's why they need to be destroyed. They're wicked. It's a perverse spirit. Judges 19, 20. Now they were making their hearts merry. Because of this spirit of Belial, a whole tribe almost got wiped out. Now as they were making merry, hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain sons of Belial. This man was traveling with his concubine on a mule and stuff, and he came to the city, and he was going to sleep in that city. And the, and, and, and the other one said, no, don't sleep in the city. This is a wicked city. Come stay in my house. And these men of Belial, perverted men, homosexual men, lesbian men, transgender, whatever you want to call them, all of them beset the house roundabout and beat the door and spake to the master of the house. The old man said, bring forth the man that came into thy house that we may have sex with him. Jesus. That's what it said, we may know him. <clears throat> we want to rape him. Jesus. 
And I prophesied 20 years ago, you're going to see signs in these end times when men will have to watch their back walking down the street. It's happening now. You, you can't let your little 10-year-old, 9-year-old, 8-year-old go in the bathroom by themselves. You can't even let them. I was uh, uh, in the hotel and a little, a little girl was going to run out the room and, and the mom said, no, you can't go out in the hallway. Somebody snatch you in your room. You got to wait for an adult to go with you. Don't go running out. You, you got to watch. Amen. I almost need a bodyguard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I walk out. I be looking around. I mean, I got no earphones. I be looking around. Who over there? Who, what car? I be looking. You got to watch. The Medea said, you better watch. <laughs> you watch. It got so bad. Here. Now, you, this was so bad. They raped the concubine and left her for dead at the door. He said, don't mess, don't mess with the man here. I'll send, he'll send his concubine out. Y'all have Verse 13. Now, therefore, deliver us the men, the children of Bala. So, so the man cut up his concubine because they left her for dead. They killed her. He cut up in part 12 parts, sent it to the body parts of the 12 tribes of Israel. When they heard about this abomination, they came to Gibeah. The children of Belial were in Gibeah that we may put them to death and put away evil from Israel. Listen to this. But the children of Benjamin would not hearken to the voice of their brethren, the children of Israel. In other words, they are protected. We're protecting them because we passed a law that says they can smoke marijuana, they can have gay parades, they can do whatever they want. We passed the law. We're protecting them. Don't you talk about them. Uh, Chicago, morals of Chicago, you're not representing the morals of Chicago. This is, we are free people. We want to teach your children transgender in their libraries and their schools and all kind of crazy story time hour with these transgenders and, and cross-dressers. This is a spirit of Belial over a city. They protected these wicked men. This people did. Their minds were blinded so bad that they protected the, the men of Belial. And but the children of Israel gathered themselves to go out to the cities of Gibeah to go out to battle against the children of Israel. So you better expect the civil war to break out in America. Sooner or later it's gonna break out. Sooner or later it's gonna break out because people are gonna protect the wickedness that's in the earth. But we still have to stand against wickedness. We still have to preach against wickedness. Still have to cry against wickedness. And the children of, men, of, of Benjamin were numbered that time, 20 cities, 20 and 6,000 men that drew the sword. And the habits of Gibeah, which were numbered 7,000 chosen men, they wiped out most of the men of Benjamin. And they felt so bad afterwards that they had to go find wives for the rest of the men that were left. Or find men for the wives, because they killed all the men because of the wickedness. And they read that story in Judges chapter 20 about them. That was the spirit of Eliab. They're worthless, of no value, and they're always causing a mess everywhere they go. Your priesthood, hear me, your priesthood, being saved does not protect your children from this spirit. Example with 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12. Now the sons of Eli were the sons of Belial. Eli was the priest, but his sons were sons of Belial. They were wicked. Wicked sons. Verse 13 says, And the priest's custom was the people was that when a man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the flesh was still seething in a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand, and he stuck it in the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the flesh hook brought up 
the priests took for himself, so they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came hither. So that was the procedure. When people bring the sacrifice, the priest would take a three-pronged hook, hit it while the meat was cooking, hit it, whatever tore off, that was his portion. But the wicked son said, no, we want the whole shoulder. We ain't going to tear off nothing. We're going to take the whole thing. God got upset about it because they, they, they disregarded God. They didn't want to have what, uh, do what God said do. So verse 15 says, so also they burnt the fat. The priest servants came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to roast for the priest, for he is not sodden flesh of thee, but raw. If any man said to him, let him not fail to burn the fat presently and take as much as thy soul desire, he would answer and say, nay, but thou shalt give it to me now. And if not, I'm going to take it by force. So they're supposed to bring the meat, they're supposed to cook to burn the fat off of it, take the hook, cook it a little bit, and take the meat. They said, we're going to take all, I want to, you don't even got to cut nothing. They disregarded God and his commands, and, and they said, we're going to take all of the meat that you get. They were wicked. Verse 17, wherefore, the sin of these young men was very great before the Lord. The Lord abhorred the offering of the Lord. It is like, how do I put it? It's like you give your tithe, and, and, and the people back there take up the offering, go in the hallway, take your tithe out of the envelope, throw your envelope away. That's what it's like. God don't like ugly. Now down to verse 30 of chapter of 2 Samuel 30, second uh, Samuel, first Samuel 2 30. He said, Wherefore God of Israel said, I I said indeed. Now he's talking to Eli. The priest. Now he had two wicked sons. He said, And the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now, saith the Lord, be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me I will lightly esteem, shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come, I'm going to cut off your arm. And the arm of your father's house, that there shall not be an old man in your house. All your men in the family are going to die. He cursed Eli, the priest that served him. And thou shalt see an enemy in thy habitation, and all the wealth which God shall give Israel, there shall not be an old man in your house forever. God's going to cut off the money in your family. He said, and a man of thine, whom I shall cut off from the, my altar, shall be to consume thy eyes, and to grieve your heart, and all the increase of thy house shall die in the flower of the age. In other words, you let your children rebel against me. You let your children get away with that in, the, in, in my house. You let them steal the meat. And you, let them, and you don't rebuke them. And you don't correct them. I'm cutting you off. And he did. He cut him off. Eli fell over backward, broke his neck. His two sons were taken and killed when they took the Ark of the Covenant. But God said you were supposed to deal with them. Now you understand, now Eli was a priest. He was the one that raised up Samuel. Well, Samuel was a little bad. He said, oh, did you speak? He said, Lord, hear Your servant listens. But he got fat and old, and he didn't discipline his children. So now you can see, now... If you see who mentored Samuel, Eli mentored Samuel, you read about Samuel's children. Because that spirit went right through Samuel to his kids too. If you don't discipline your children and correct them in the fear and admonition of the Lord, then God will deal with you. He cut off the whole family. 
Kids can't let your kids just do anything they want to do in, in the house. You got no, 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 no. In fact, if you read the scriptures about the priest in the house, if you're a priest and a king and you say, your children are not supposed to partake of your blessings if they're in sin. Don't give the heathen my inheritance. Well, I'm going to stop here. I'll stop. Ah. David and the sons of Belial. Next week. <laughs> David has to be with the sons of Belial. The house we wanted, um, the right land we wanted to be, you know, plaid and nice, and we don't want it all crumbly and whatever it is, uh, because we know we wanted to stay there for a long time. Praise God. We want our house to stand, be a building that build on the rock. And he's talking about the rock, the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. You know, he said, there was once a man who built a beautiful house on the ocean. One day a storm came. And you know what? Storm coming in each and every one of our lives. But we have to know how to take tell that storm where to go. Who we serve? We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. We have to turn everything over to Jesus and let him work it out. It, he, he is a promise keeper. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And Lord, I'm with you always in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this and then we're going to go and look at Matthew 7, 24. Whoever have it, get it so we can read it. He said, there was once a man who built a beautiful house on the ocean. One day, a storm came. The water rushed up the beach and into the man's house and destroyed the beautiful floors and the walls. You know, when water come in, you know, if, if that house is not steady, and he's really talking about our salvation. He's talking about how, how, how he's looking at us. Praise God. That's how we build in our house, our spiritual house. Praise God. Hallelujah. The house soon began to slide away into the ocean. And as the sand underneath it gave away, the man survived but wondered how his seemingly steady house had fallen apart so easily. And, you know, we can look at ourselves and look at our, uh, at what we are doing in our salvation. If we are not building our house on Jesus Christ, our, the rock of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who, I'm telling you, the enemy can come and knock us off right easily and we be sliding down in the ocean ourselves. So we, we have to stand on what God has told us about our salvation. You know, he said, if, if you be willing and obedient, he said, what? You'll eat the good of the land. And so God has a plan for each and every one of us. Praise God. And he'll, he will bring us through. He will bring us through. So where is that, that, that scripture? Mark, Matthew 7, 24. Let's get ready to read it. Praise God. Thank you. You got it. Holly. Uh oh, in the name of Jesus. There you go. 7.27. No, 7.24. I'm sorry. 7.24. Didn't put mine on. <laughs> Therefore. Uh -huh. Therefore. Therefore. Mm -hmm. 
Matthew 7:24. Therefore, whatsoever hear, heareth these saying of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. Amen. And so God, and you know, a rock is considered what? A real strong, steady thing, right? Praise God. And so God said, I want you to build, I want you to build the foundation when you start building, when you start praying, when you start fasting, when you start looking at me and, and reading your word and, and let me build in, in you what I want to build. Your, your foundation, because if the foundation isn't built right, what will the righteous do? Praise God. We cannot stand if our foundation is not built on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so we have to do what? Examine ourselves. Constantly examine ourselves, right? In the sight of the Almighty God. Constantly saying, God, it is me. It is me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Because when God, when God is for you, if God is for you, who can be against you? Nobody. I don't care what nobody say or whatever it is. As long as you're standing in Christ Jesus, you are great in the name of Jesus. Because who? He has made you great. Because what? Who the sun set free is free indeed. And so we thank and praise God for everything that he has done. And let's go on a little further here. It says, there was another man who lacked the first built a beautiful home, but the man was wiser and knew the only place to build was on a strong, was on a steady rock. So we have got to, that's the way we look at our, our, the foundation of our souls. We've got to build it on a steady rock, and that steady rock is Christ Jesus. Nobody but him. Praise God. We've got to reject everything else and build on the rock of the King of Kings and the Lord of Love. Hallelujah. Because he's already told us, if, if he be for us, who in the world can be against us? Can't nothing pull you down, can't nothing pull you under, or nothing else when you're standing on Christ Jesus. See, he's looking at everything that we do, everything that we say, we, he already knows it. God already knows what we're going to say, what we're going to do. And so it behooves us, you know, to make up our mind. And you got to have a made up mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. Praise God. I will serve the Lord. Why? Because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And the world tells you that you have, what, a secure future. If you saved enough, uh, build enough success, but what do people do when uh, triggers, uh, tragedy happen? I'm sorry, tragedy happen. When the rain begins to come and the ocean threatens to wash away their homes, the Bible tells us to do what? Build our treasures in heaven and build it on what? Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, we have to know exactly what to do and how to do it. I don't care what it is. If God be for you, who can be against you? We take all of our cares, all of our problems, we take it to him. 
Don't take it to your friend. And, and then God will allow you to speak to friends and things. I, I know I have. What about this and what about that and what about the other? Of course, you have people that you can talk to. Praise God. But you need to go and talk to him first. <laughs> we all need to go and talk to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords first. And make sure that you humble yourself in the sight of the Almighty God. Because he's the one that's going to lift you up. He's the one that's going to give you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. He is the one. Hey, glory to God. We give God all the glory. He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. We thank and praise him for all that he has done. I don't care what it is. If you're praying over something or whatever it is, pray over it. Pray over it with the peace of God. Pray over it and believe in it and trust in that he's going to make a way where there seemed to be no way. Come on. Have you ever been in a tight space and it was nobody but God that brought you out? You know it was nobody but him. Hallelujah. Because he's going to let you know, uh-uh, I'm your source. I'm your, I'm your healer. I, I'll provide for you. I'll make a way where there seemed to be no way. Come on now. I'm sure everybody's been in tight spots and everything else, but God saw you through. It was him. It was him. It was him that protected you from that car wreck and protected your home and, and protected you while you slept all night last night. Oh, in the name of Jesus, was nobody but him. And so we give God all the glory. He's king of kings and he's lord of lords. And we give him little glory because it all belonged to him. Amen. Praise God. We, in, we come in agreement as we even speak to one another and talk to one another. Today I, I call Juanita. I say, you know, I, I thought, mm -mm, I don't know if she's ready to go and <laughs> go eat. But right now I got to get out and I got to go do something on my own today. Praise God. So <laughs> we went out and, and ate. I I, I got together, I said, look, I got a charge card, and I got 20 quarters. <laughs> I said, but let's go. Let's go in the name of Jesus. Why? Because, you know, sometimes you just get to that point where you just got to drop everything and say, okay, God, I, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I need a break. Praise God. So we went and stuffed ourselves in Jesus' name, and I came back, and hallelujah, and I was doing, I was feeling better. <laughs> I asked Juanita when we got back in the car, I said, Juanita, what happened to my, my quarters? She said, you put them in your purse. I said, okay, all right, praise God. And, yeah, I found my quarters. <laughs> and well, I would, you know, when you get, sometime when you do a little off, get a little upset, you can, you know. But, you know, I think, it, you know, it is time. God is saying it is time. It is time. It is time. It is time. God is making a move in each and every one of our lives. Yeah, he's making a move. It, don't, don't be discouraged. God is making a move. Hallelujah. 
And so we're going to even stop right here and pray for Preston because we want to see him healed, set free, and delivered. Father, we thank you right now for Preston. We thank you right now, Father God, for the move of God in his life, Father God. Let him know who you are, that there's nothing too hard for you. Father, we claim the victory over that leg and we decree and declare from the altar of God that they will not cut off his leg, they will not cut off his feet, they will not do any of that. We claim the victory. We thank you right now, Father God. We come in agreement, Father God. We send the word to him. The word of healing, the word of deliverance, the word that set him free. I said he's going to walk and not be weary. He's going to run and not faint. In the name of Jesus, Father, we claim the victory for oppression right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that the, that the doctors don't have the last soul. Say, so you do. And we give you glory right now. <clears throat> we bless your holy name right now. We send the word to him right now. Father, begin to reverse this thing right now in the name of Jesus. We are calling on you, Daddy God. We are claiming the victory right now in the name of Jesus. We thanking you and praising you and honoring you and giving you all the glory. <clears throat> you say, well, in the two or more is gathered in your name, you there in the midst. And whatever we ask in the name of Jesus that you would do it. So, Father, we ask it right now. We ask it right now that you would raise him up, that you would heal him, that you would set him free. For who the Son set free is free indeed. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it right now. We honor you for it right now. We bless your name right now, Father God. We claim the victory, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, the doctors don't have the last say, so you do. In the name of Jesus. And you say we're in it, two or more is gathered in his name. You there in the midst. There's more than two of us in here. In Jesus' name. And we claim in the victory right now. We claim in the victory right now, Father God. Let him be healed. And everyone else that's dealing with sickness and disease, we know it didn't come from you. It came from the enemy. And you said that you would destroy the works of the enemy. And Father, we thank you. And we praise you right now. We bless your name. We, cry. we thank you for all that you have done and for all that you're going to do. Oh God, we give you praise tonight. Amen. And we bless your holy name. And we say thank you, Father God. Thank you that it's done. We seal it with the blood of Jesus. And we claim the victory right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> mm -hmm. He said, when the storms come, the, when the storms came, the man watched the storm from the safety of his steady house. The world will tell you that you have a secured future if you've saved enough or build enough success. But what do people do when tragedy happens? When the rain begins to come and the ocean uh, threatens to wash away their homes. The Bible tells us to build treasures in heaven and build on God's God, who is a reference for the oppressed, uh, a stronghold in a time of trouble. Psalms 99. Let's read that. Praise God. Psalms 99. Let's go there. Because we can't not leave. We can do nothing without God. 
And we cannot leave, leave his word. His word is a lamp unto our feet, remember? And a light unto our path. He'll make a way for us out of the, even out of the valley, out of the dark places. He'll bring us out. He'll bring us through. Hallelujah. He is our reference in time of trouble. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go ahead. Psalms 99. No, no. Psalms 99. The is Lord okay. reigneth. Okay. All right. Okay. The Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. His seateth between. What does it say between? <laughs> chariots? I don't know. tremble he is enthroned above I still don't know this word C-H-E-R-U-B-I-M what is that okay he is enthroned above the cherubim let the earth shake the Lord is great in Zion and he is exalted above all the people. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The strength of the king loves justice. You have established equality. You have executed justice and right, righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. footstool. Holy is he. Keep going. No, just go to nine. nine, nine oh, yeah, okay. finish. Did you finish what? that? No, not yet. Mm -hmm. Moses and Aaron were among his priests, and Samuel was among those who called his name. <laughs> they called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them in the pillar of a cloud. They kept his testimonies and the statue that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, and yet an avenger of their evil deeds. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at his holy hill, for holy is the Lord our God. Amen. So we see <clears throat> God is in control. There's nobody, oh, here it is. There's nobody like him. We give him all the praise. You know, Jesus tells us to be like the what? The wise men who build his house on a solid rock. Trust in God and he will never let you down. Praise God. We trust in you, God, and we know that you will never, never, never let us down. Never will God let us down. Let's go to Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Okay, 
Hallelujah. You see, God wants us to trust in him. Trust in us, Lord. Trust in, trust in the Lord. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye, nineteen through what? Okay. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be filled with light. Amen. But if your eye is bad. Your whole body will be will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be <coughs> devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. That's right. Or either it says mammon. So we know that we cannot serve God and the devil at the same time. So we have to what? Make a choice of what we're going to do. If we're going to serve the Lord, serve God. If we're going to serve the devil, serve the devil. Because we can't do both. In the name of Jesus. God is looking at everything that we do. And he, he's looking for us as his children to come into his presence with thanksgiving. And into his coat with great praise. Hallelujah. We should get up with a praise on our lips every day. He didn't have to wake us up this morning, but he did. Praise God. It was God that woke you up. It wasn't your alarm clock. Praise God. Hallelujah. We give God all the glory. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And we give him all the praise because it all belonged to him. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't even be here. Praise God. We have to serve God. And when we ask him for something, just wait on it. He's going to bring it. He's going to bring it. He sees your need before he, you know, you even ask. He knows where you are. He knows everything about you. He made you. He formed you from the foundation of the world. In the name of Jesus. So he knows whatever. And whatever is in your heart, he already knows it. He already knows it. Praise God. So it, it behooves you to get it out. Praise God. If it's not like God, take God, take this thing from me. I know I do it all the time. Lord, renew in me a clean heart and restore a right spirit within me. You know, do it for Rosa. I don't care if anybody else will do it. You put it in your word so they can do it. But do it for Rosa. Let's go to Revelation 21 and 4. Hallelujah. Revelation coming up. <laughs> Anybody getting anything out of it? Amen. 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 Revelation 21 and 4. It's going to be a quick night tonight. 
Revelation 21. 21 and 4. 21. Let's start at 4. Mm-hmm. And he will wipe ev- away every tear from their eyes, mm-hmm. and there will be no longer any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the springs of the water of of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and scorners and idolaters and all liars... Their parts will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. Amen. So we see, we, we've got to obey God's word. God's word must be first and foremost in our lives. We've got to obey his word. Praise God. Let's go to Matthew 7, 24 and 27. And then I'm going to wrap it up because you don't want to be, you know, it'll be all right. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. You eyeglass. 24 through 27. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears the word of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall. For it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him, and a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, 
but go show yourself to the priest and be um, and pre present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And when Jesus entered camp, a place starts with a C, camp. Capernaum. Capernaum. Com Capernaum. Okay. Capernaum. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, Centurion, Centurion, so a hundred year old person, uh, came to him, imploring <laughs> him, and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say this to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this. And he does it. Mm -hmm. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. Mm -hmm. I say to you, and many will come from east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out onto outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and, and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. Amen. So you can see that when, when we believe and trust in what the Lord said, he would see, say what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So the minute he got in line with Jesus and, and did what Jesus told him to do, he began to be healed. He was healed from the top of his head to the crown of his feet. So what we have to do is lean and depend on the Lord. We haven't stopped. He didn't tell us to stop leaning and depending on him. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Come on now. You want to be healed? Ask God to heal you. You want to be set free? Ask God to set you free. Come on, because who the Son set free is free indeed. And so we expect supernatural miracles from God, and we believe that it's already done in the name of Jesus. Because what did he say? If I be for you, who can be against you? If we pray and we intercede and we stand in agreement, God will bring it forth. He will bring it right by the curtain. It's coming already done in the name of Jesus because what? We are his children and what did we say? He's king of king. He's lord of law and there is nothing too hard for him. Nothing is too hard for our God and we have to really, really, really get that in our heads. Nothing is too hard for you God. What did we do for Preston today at night? We send the word. Amen. We, we, we didn't have to go. Amen. We send the word. And we believe that he's healed in the name of Jesus. And every time we look at him, every time we see him, we're going to say, Preston, you're healed in Jesus' name. You are healed. And that's the same way that we get healed and get set free. It's by our faith. If our faith is in God, he will heal us. There is nothing too hard for our God. 
Nothing too hard for our God. He loved each and every one of us the same. And we can claim the victory in every area of our lives by walking by faith. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But with faith, you can move mountains. And you know a mountain is very hard to move. But God said you can do it. What did he say? I can, you can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. You can do it. It's in you. But you got you, as you begin to rehearse it and believe it and read it and see it, then your faith is built up. Amen. And when your faith is built up, can't nobody change it. You can't nobody tell me that God won't heal me. Can't nobody tell me that God won't deliver me. Can't nobody tell me that God won't feed me. Can't nobody tell me, you know, that's things that can't nobody tell me because I already know. It's already done. I'm just waiting on this timing for some things, but it's all still already done. My house is already here. In the name of Jesus. The money is already here. Everything else is already here. My faith is built in him, not nobody else. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's the message tonight. So if you have an offering or you want to give an offering, we'll take the offering up and then we'll be on our way. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, I hope you got something out of it. Have a blessed and awesome, awesome, awesome weekend. Living.